Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Michael Neuenschwander, he is one of, uh, really one of our listeners' favorites and certainly one of my favorites. I uh, love having him on the program. He is uh, really one of the, the truly holistic financial advisors out there in a world that is increasingly about uh, selling products. Um, it is really refreshing to find someone who really takes a contextual, uh, you, I would say comprehensive, I even like the word they use, which is holistic approach to investing. It's like how does this aspect of your money, and it isn't just investing, how does this aspect of your money impact this other area of your money? That so often isn't the case, and uh, always love talking to him, and uh, what's great about your firm is you're, you're pretty much bumper to bumper when it comes to a client's financial situation, isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, Kevin, always great to be on the show, and you're, and you're right. I mean, that's one of the things uh, that I think you know, makes us a bit unique, being we're, we're founded by CPAs as well as certified financial planners. So, you know, while holistic or comprehensive maybe becomes sort of the uh, the catchphrase for a lot of advisors, you know, I, as you mentioned, where the uh, where the rubber meets the road of truly understanding, you know, what's going on in the financial industry and in the financial world, you know, what investments are are sort of working or not working, combined with, you know, how does income, investments, and, and for retired folks, ultimately distributions, you know, impact your taxes. You know, so having a, having a true plan that covers all those areas is uh, what I'd like to think makes us a little bit of a, a unique or a little specialist, you know, in that area. No question about it. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because a lot of our, our uh, listeners, a lot of people will have a financial advisor and they'll have a CPA. And often the CPA is doing one thing without knowing what the, what the other, the financial advisor, is doing and doesn't even ask. And to me, when you think about it, particularly if you've got something uh, substantial that you're trying to protect, that's kind of insane, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, our, our thought, you know, particularly from a financial advisor in too, is if they're if they're not looking at the tax return or they're not understanding the tax ramifications in how uh, how that really impacts your long term picture. In many cases, we see that there's you know tens of tens of thousands, if not six figures, you know, left on the table by by poor planning because, as you said, one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. Yeah, well, the IRS appreciates you for doing that approach. Uh, but anyway, let's get to our topic today. I, I, I'm getting deluged, and people are asking actually you by name, which is why I brought it up. I always love it when people ask for, uh, about a recurring guest by name. You know, um, Michael, uh, there's so much going on with the speaker crisis, and the speaker crisis is only persisting. And, you know, I cannot believe that the Republicans want people to believe they can govern when they set up a scenario where they oust Speaker McCarthy, you know, uh, because he's too friendly to uh, you know to the left, and yet they cannot govern uh, without the left. Now, <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. you're going to have to get Democrats voting with Republicans in order to choose a speaker. How is that going to help them? Anyway, that's that's really I know that's, that's the topic well, I'm talking a lot about anyway. <laughs> but let's talk about the economic implications of it because I think they're uh, potentially pretty significant. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest we're facing is, you know, they've continued to kick the can down the road in terms of keeping the government, you know, open, you know, in terms of having temporary funding packages. And last time they passed a temporary funding package, they, they really only kicked it down the road to about mid-November. So maybe two, two, two and a half, three weeks from now. Um, 
And at this point, yeah, we don't even have a Speaker of the House. So you know, the, the likelihood that they're going to be able to come to some kind of agreement to keep the government from having to shut down here in about three weeks is getting uh, getting pretty slim. Uh, and that's going to bring back all the uh, financial uncertainty that the markets don't like. And, and obviously for people directly uh, directly employed or, or that will be directly impacted by a government shutdown, uh, well, that's going to uh, you know, stop a lot of paychecks you know, for some people as well. Yeah, and, and the debt rating agencies out there have already been giving the United States a pounding. I think there's, what, three or four major ones, and three of them have – come out and said, hey, there's problems with the way the United States is doing things. They're getting bad marks. Eventually that shows up, I would assume, and uh, the way credit's done even for the government. Yeah, and uh, to your point, you know, th- three of the four have already lowered the rating, so is this uh, is testing the limits, so to speak, of you know another threatened government shutdown or threatened you know not uh, not paying the interest on bonds? Is that uh, is that going to be enough to put the fourth one you know over the edge, so to speak, or uh, or have other rating services knock us down even farther? And uh, in the short term, you know, we'd like to be boastful in Americans and say, oh well, we're still better than everybody else, but ultimately. <laughs> There's a price to pay, so to speak, when uh, when uh, when there's a, a worry: is the government going to pay its bills? And uh, and obviously, from the practical point of view, sure, they can print more money and pay their bills, which is which is what they've been doing. But uh, but when you're trying to fight inflation, you know, printing money is is uh, obviously counterproductive. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the last thing you want to do. And, uh, you know, they're going to be in a corner to have to do just that. My gut tells me, and, and, you know, and and I don't have a problem getting into a little bit of politics, but this segment is all about finance. You know, my gut tells me there's there's some in the crazy wing of the GOP. And let me tell you, it's a full-fledged crazy wing. Both parties have their own crazy wing. And unfortunately, it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, what's the saying, the the tail wags the dog? Uh, and, and really both of, their, of those caucuses, they are wagging their dog, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, of, of them saying, hey, we're going to keep dragging this till we get closer to the uh, debt deadline uh, because uh, the Democrats will be more uh, cooperative. They're not going to give guys like Matt Getz a Matt Getz Speaker of the House. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, and and even if they say they're going to be more cooperative, I mean, we look back at uh, we look back, and even uh, even some of the top Republicans have admitted it. You know, government shutdowns have typically played poorly for the Republicans when it comes election time, and uh, and obviously we got a big election coming up next year, not just the presidential, but all the uh, congressional elections that go with it. So, in my opinion, the Republicans are shooting themselves in the foot. You. Know? <laughs> So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Again, I, I keep using the silly statement. I don't know what those eight Republicans were thinking when they went after Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but, I mean, if he was unacceptable, think of how many. No one's acceptable to this group except for maybe that eight who are not acceptable to anyone except that eight. And, it's, it's you know, I don't know what they were thinking. I think that may be the uh, make at the very beginning, Michael, by using what were they thinking? Oh, okay. That makes that makes perfect sense. So talk a little bit, you know, because I'm sure you got uh, uh, clients that you're meeting with who are wringing their hands and anxious about the situation. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you're telling them. 
Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to the finances, I mean, we're touching on some of these same issues on, well, why is the market behaving this way or what is the outlook when we look for the next, you know, six, nine to 12 months. And not only do we have the immediate issues we were just touching on, we still have the Fed issues we've touched on before. You know, they're still telegraphing that they want to raise rates one more time, at least the market sometimes is taking bets whether they're really going to do it, but you know, so far they've been doing it, which is uh, causing some uh, uh, the fluctuations in both the bond and the stock market we've been seeing. And the presidential election is also a factor, too, as we head into next year. So the simple answer for, for a lot of our clients is we are in a position, frankly, we haven't been in in 20 years. When it comes to the more conservative, I call it the safer side of investing, because for most of the last 20 years, if you wanted to make much of a return, you just had to sort of grit your teeth and in one way or another sort of be in the market or linked to the market, because CDs, bonds, money market, you know, all the more conservative stuff was paying next to nothing. However, now a lot of those more conservative things are paying much closer in the neighborhood of five and a half up up to about you know eight percent or so and so it does give people an actual viable alternative you know to you know how much of the market exposure do we need you know given sort of all the uh, questionable stuff you know that's going on and for uh, for some people that answer is maybe you don't need as much as you did you know a a little earlier or a few years ago Um, so that's that risk and return is definitely coming back into a prime discussion that people should be thinking about. And not to say that, you know, we all know interest rates are not going to stay as elevated as they are today for the long run. Uh, but it's the old saying, make hay while the sun shines. And so if you if you can be uh, you know, reasonably conservative you know, over the next you know, 9 to 12 months and still uh, still get somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 8%, that's, that's not a bad place to be. No. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, what, what they say, is, is it may not be sexy money, but right now it's stable money. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the way we relate it. It's like if, if the market's up yeah. 5% next month, it's probably not doing much of anything. But likewise, if it's down 5% next month, it's probably not changing either. But if it's 2% a quarter... Well, hold it for four quarters, and there, there's your eight. And that's so, uh, you know, and, and that's... You know, quite frankly, if we look forward and say with uh, with what's going on on Capitol Hill, the presidential election, and uh, potentially one more rate increase, yeah, that's that's a that eight may not even if the market finishes up, it may not be up much more than eight next year anyway. Yeah, exactly. Kind of give us, uh, you know. A little off our course in this conversation, but I think really crucial, I guess going back to it, we like to talk about the holistic approach. Talk about what you're thinking about for your clients as we're beginning to wrap up another year. Hard to believe this quarter is uh, winding down quickly. Uh, When it comes to those other things, not just making money, but uh, tax things, what are some things that, that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, I mean, one of the major things that everybody needs to still keep in mind, and, and this is, again, not that everything goes back to the dis- dysfunction in Washington, but this part still does, um, tax rates as we are, as we stand today, those are still slated to increase you know, at the end of 2025. So we have this year, we have next year in 25, where, historically speaking, tax rates are low. So 
for many people, as we're getting towards the end of this year, there's probably some tax moves that people should be thinking about. You know, do you purposely recognize income? Do you do Roth conversions? Should you make some changes uh, to take advantage of where taxes are? Because yeah, theoretically, Congress could come together, and everybody can stop laughing you know, at that comment, but you know, theoretically, <laughs> could Congress come together and, uh, and extend the tax law? Sure, they could. In the history of the IRS and having a tax law that sunsets, that's never happened. So as we approach never. this year, think of it as we got three relatively cheap tax years left. Don't let one of them pass you by you know, here in the next few months as we close out 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, the the current majority in the House is what nine nine members or something like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so that's unbelievable. That's why we have this crisis like we've never had in the history of our our country. And I hate it when we create our own crisis. I think intentionally. I mean, it's that bad. Uh, but I mean, because he just didn't think it out. Uh, and so, yeah, good luck with that. And you're right. I mean, most most politicians run on taxes, one side or the other. And so, you can expect the tax savings that we've been enjoying to disappear uh, in that, uh, you know, in in the cycle. You you can expect that. So, think about that in your voting, which I can't stand any of the most likely prospects. <laughs> But think about it, because it will have tax implications, no doubt about it. Final thoughts as we wrap it up. Yeah, well, and, and this ties for both investments, taxes, and sort of everything in between is, you know, as we've touched on, ultimately you can't you can't rely on politicians or the government to do what's best for you. I mean, I think we all know that at this point in time. So when you take and say, well, here's the known scenarios of both, you know, what the economy is doing, where things are going – the known facts about where taxes are going, for everybody listening, it really says you need to be proactive and make, make your own plan. You know, begin making, making those decisions on what's best for you, for your family, simply based on the knowledge we know today. We know things are going to change. We know a few things are obviously already written into law, but some notion you know, that you know, the government's going to get their act together and somehow make it better in the future um, – don't count on it. Unfortunately, it's the world we're in today. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, the Disney song, right? Fairy tales can't come true. It'll happen to you. <laughs> anyway, don't be too, I don't want to be too cynical, but <laughs> it's what it reminds me of. If you're banking on that, you're kind of in Disneyland. Thanks so much as always, Michael. Love having you on. Give your website one more time. Yep, you can always contact us and reach us at outlookwealth.com. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.